Okay, Bruchim Abayim. It's a great chus to be here this evening. Rishus of Chaim of Shlita. Tonight's uh, learning is Lilo Nishmat, Rav Simcha ben Mazal, Binyam ben Precha, Boris Davidov, Lilo Nishmas, Mazal bat Yeshua. Dedicated by Uriel Mirza Kandov, Natana ben Ephraim, David ben Simcha, Aaron ben Sion, Rav Ephraim Shlomo Haberstam. Yona HaKoyen Bachayav, Yosef Tzvi Davidov, Yaakov Davidov, Lila Nishmas, Rivka Bas Chania, Istam, and Rivka Bas Devar for Shidduch, and as chus for all of Klal Yisrael, and Hashem should bless my good friend Rebigal for all of his avodah in organizing tonight's event. Yashikach to Rebruvain for the uh, introduction. Friends, I want to share with you something very personal. You know, when I was a kid, I don't think there was something called Hashana Rabbah. I don't remember it. I don't know if it existed when I was a kid. Maybe we took Hoshanot and then we banged it on the floor. That was the whole thing. Nobody learned at night. When I was a kid, I never went to learn at night. You daven mariv, you ate supper, and you went to sleep. And then in the morning, you hit the Hoshana on the floor. And then as I'm getting older, and I was rabbi in Queens, then all of a sudden, Ohel Simcha created a new thing called Hoshana Rabbah. So I remember, I think the first year, I was giving shir about David HaMelech more than 10 years ago. And we had a very big crowd of four people over here, right? And then as the years went on, now Hoshana Rabbah is the most important night of the year. So what happened historically? How did Hoshana Rabbah transition from being the last day of Sukkot? Eliezer, right? Shalom I remember when you were born. And then I saw you made a siyam, right? You made a siyam. Beautiful. How did Hoshana Rabbah become such an important evening to many people? They look forward to this night more than any other night of the year. This has become like the highlight evening of the year for many people. What happened to Hoshana Rabbah? So the first question we have to ask is, what is Hoshana? What in the world is Hoshana Rabbah? We already did this. We had Yom Kippur. You, right? We went to shul. We were here the whole day. We came the night before. We, by Ashkenazim, we put on white, put on a white yarmulke, you, put, you stand up the whole day, you act like malach, you don't eat the whole day, and then by the end of the day, you're forgiven, chatati, aviti, we, we said vidoy 20 times, and then the day is over, and we think we're clean, and then we have to come back here, 11 days later, we do it again, what happened to the first time? Yom Kippur didn't work, didn't work, we didn't eat the whole day, so now we come back, what, what, were, what are we missing over here? We already did Yom Kippur. What is Hoshana Rabbah? So Rav Shlomo Kluger has a, a wondrous chidush. Rav Shlomo Kluger reveals that in the Beit HaMikdash there were two karbanot. There was karban tamid shel shachar the karban tamid shel ben ha'arbayim. You had the morning karban, you had the evening karban. The morning karban was mechaper for the sins of the previous night. The evening Karban is mechaper for the sins of the day. So from here we learn an important thing. Some people sin during the day, and some people sin at night. Yom Kippur is mechaper during the night or during the day? During the day. If somebody passes away the night of Yom Kippur, unfortunately they don't get kapara. The day, itzumo shel yom mechaper. The day is mechaper. Says of Shlomo Kluger, Yom Kippur is mechaper... Because Yom Kippur is the big day of the year. 
because it's mechaper for the avonot of the day. Most people, he says, sin during the day. So therefore we have Yom Kippur to be mechaper for the day. Hoshana Rabbah is kapara for the night. Who sins at the night? There's nothing to do at night. Once the sun sets, the lights go off, what do you do? You take your teddy bear and you go to sleep and that's it. The day is over. You can't sin. Who sins at night? So back in the day, said Rabbi Shlomo Kluger, the main kapara was Yom Kippur because Yom Kippur is mechaper in the day for the sins of the day. Hoshana Rabbah is mechaper in the night for the sins of the night. So I'm thinking to myself, now I understand what happened historically to Hoshana Rabbah. In my, when I was a kid, they didn't invent electricity yet. There's no technology. There were dinosaurs walking down the street. And then they invented technology. Nowadays, nobody sleeps, nobody sins during the day anymore. All the sins are at night. We don't have to explain. Most sins today are during the nighttime. So now, Yom Kippur maybe is not even as critical as Hoshana Rabbah. Now, the main day of Kapara is Hoshana Rabbah. So Yom Kippur, we're in shul the whole day. It's mechaper for the day. Hoshana Rabbah, we learn all night. It's mechaper for the night. Now who's the ushbiz, who's the guest? Who comes to visit us on Hoshana Rabbah? David. David HaMelech is the guest of Hoshana Rabbah. Let's analyze a little bit the life of David HaMelech. The Midrash tells us David HaMelech was scheduled to live for three hours. So Adam HaRishon looks at David HaMelech's life and he says to God, God, is there Zell and Shamayim, PayPal? Is there transfer? Can we do cash transfer and Shamayim? God says, who do you want to transfer to? Adam says, I see there's a man named David. He's only going to live for three hours. Can I give him time? God says, how much time do you want to give? Adam says, how long am I going to live? So Hashem says, you're going to live a year. Adam says, God, how long is a year for you? You're going to live a day. So Adam says, God, how long is a day for you? For me? Thousand years. So Adam was scheduled to live a thousand years. Adam says, can I give David 70 years? God says, no problem. What do you want to do? Zell? Zell him right now. So Adam zells. David, 70 years. That's the Zohar HaKadosh. Parshas Vayechi. Here's the problem. Anybody who knows me, even though, you know, I'm Ashkenazi, but I like, I love the Chida. I love the Chida. My soul is connected to the Chida. I can't explain it. You know, after the Holocaust, in 1945, when my grandfather was, uh, was freed, he became the religious, the head of the religious department of the Joint Distribution Committee. And he printed the first Sfarim for the survivors. The first Sfarim that my grandfather published for the survivors was Lev David of the Chida. So I feel a very deep connection to the Chida. When I go to Eretz Yisrael, I'm just drawn to the Chida's Kever. No matter what, no matter where, I'm always going to the Chida's Kever. I can't even explain it. Trump came to Yerushalayim. All the roads are closed. I got there. I have nowhere to go. I need a minyan for mincha. How do I find them? I can't get into Yerushalayim. So I say, I'll go to Har Menuchot. I go to Har Menuchot. The only place I could go that has minyan is the Chidah's Kever. The Chidah has a very important question. 
If you look in Zohar HaKadosh in Parshas Vayishlach, the Zohar brings a different story. The Zohar says, Avraham Avinu, how, anybody know how long was Avraham, how long did he live? 175. How long did Yitzchak live? 180. Avraham was supposed to live to 180. Why didn't he live 180? He zelled five years to David. He gave up five years to David. Yitzchak gave up nothing. Yitzchak didn't give up any time. He lived 180. Anybody know how long did Yaakov Avinu live? 147. How long was he supposed to live? 175 like Abraham. What happened to his missing 28 years? He gave 28 years to David. So Abraham, Abraham gave 5 years. Yaakov gave 28 years. Yosef, who knows, how many years did Yosef live? 110. How long was he supposed to live? 147 like Yaakov. He gave 37 years. So think about it. Abraham gave 5. Yaakov gave 28. Yosef gave 37. He gave more than anybody else. Yes, says the Zohar, because he's Sadiq. Nobody else in the whole Chumash is called Sadiq. Only Yosef and Noah. So he gave more than everybody else together. The Zohar asks, why didn't Yitzchak give? The Zohar gives a Kabbalistic reason. Yitzchak and David both come from the same Makom. No, there's no, no Zel between people of the same Makom. So Avraham gave five years. Yaakov gave 28 and Yosef gave 37. 70 years, says the Zohar. Why did David live 70 years? Abraham, Yaakov, and Yosef. So ask the Chida, Stira. Why did David live 70 years? Did Adam give him 70 years? Or did Abraham, Yaakov, and Yosef give 70 years? This is a big question. This is a big question. The Benishchai deals with this question. Benishchai says that after Abraham, after Adam gave the 70 years, he sinned. Now the years are dirtied. They're sullied. So they, they got ruined. So they got ruined. So now he needs another donation. He needs another transfusion. Comes the Chida. And by the way, part of the question is, if he got 70 years from Adam and 70 years from Abraham, Yaakov and Yosef, he should have lived 140 years. You ready for the Chida? The Chida wrote a sefer called Midbar Kedemot. In Midbar Kedemot, the Chida says that David got two sets of 70 years. So then he should have lived 140 years. He did! Because David never slept that night. David HaMelech, David Melech Yisrael, Chai V'Kayam. Since he's, why is he Chai V'Kayam? Because Adam brought mitah la'olam, he brought death to the world, so David has to bring life to the world. So he's not going to do anything that is connected to mitah. So David doesn't sleep. David never slept shitin nishmin. 60 breaths. You know how much that is? Machloket. Either 3 minutes, 30 minutes, or 3 hours. David HaMelech did not sleep at night. What did David HaMelech do at night? Ma ahavti Toratecha kol hayom. He had a Tichati. Ma ahavti Toratecha kol hayom. He tichati. He didn't sleep in the day. He didn't sleep at night. 
he learned all night long. Why? To be metakein Adam Rishon. So he lived 70 years in the day, 70 years at night. So David HaMelech represents Limud Torah Balayla. Hoshana Rabbah is kapara for what? The Laila. What kind of Averot do people do at night? Did you know that any Averah that you could imagine, worse than anything that a person could do at night, worse than any Averah, is twiddle your thumb, is do nothing. Worse than an Averah, than killing someone, is sitting on your phone, going back and forth from site to site to site, just wasting time. Bitul Torah is worse than Ritzicha, than Giloy Arayot, than Avodah Zarah. Yushami in Chagiga says, Viter HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Alavon, Avodah Zarah, Giloy Arayot, Shvichotam. You know, when I was a young boy, not so young, when I was a Bachur, I grew up in Flatbush. Anybody know Flatbush? Yeah? Avenue M and East 31st. The smartest thing I ever did in my life was for three years every Shabbat I walked to see a big tzaddik. Harab Avigdor Miller, Zecher Tzadik Levracha. For three years. It was a 50-minute walk. Rav Miller explained something very important. Okay, you ready for this? You have to be ready. If you're not, if you want to hear fuzzy inspiration, you could go somewhere else and hear stories that people made up. If you want to hear unadulterated truth, this is it. Mesilat Yisharim says, the biggest sakana in the whole world is when a person is about to do a mitzvah. The biggest sakana that a person could be in is when you're about to do a mitzvah. Why? Because maybe you won't do it. Maybe the Yitzhar Hara will come and say, you know, don't do it now. It's not a good time. Do it later. Do it after the Chagim. Do it after Chanukah. You could still do tshuva till Chanukah. You could still do tshuva until Rabbi Shaila of Karistir's yard site. You could still wait until Tubishvat, until Nisan. The biggest sakana in the world is when you're about to do a mitzvah. Maybe the Yitzhahara will put a stumbling block in your way and you won't do the mitzvah. So Rav Miller asked the following question. Why is that the biggest danger in the world? Isn't it a bigger danger? When you're about to sin, maybe you'll sin. Maybe the Yitzhahara will make you sin. Isn't that a bigger danger? No. You know why? Because if a person's about to do an Avera, it's not such a big sakana. You know why? So do the Avera. Do it. What do you mean do it? But then I'll be punished. Yeah, you'll be punished. But then I'll go to Gehenna. Yeah, you will. It's going to be very hot. It's going to be very hot. But eventually you get out. And you can fix it. But if a person has the opportunity to do a mitzvah and the Yitzhar Hara gets in the way and you don't do the mitzvah, there is no way ever to make up that mistake. There's no way ever to rectify that mistake. So the biggest indictment, in other words, if a person were to think on their record, what is the, what is the culpability, liability, responsibility that rests heaviest on a person's shoulders. Of all the things in a person's life, what is a person most responsible for? Do I use my time for Limud Torah? That is question number one. 
Question number one. Do I use my time for Limud Torah? When? Especially in the nighttime. Gemara says, Lo ivra lelya ela legersa. The night was created for Limud Torah. Which means, now this is very important. Now Limud Torah means concentrated Limud Torah. Without distraction. Limud Torah means you take your stupid phone and you put it away. They call it a smartphone, but it happens to be because a person has a phone while they learn. So they're, they're, not, they're learning like halfway, a minute here, 50 seconds there, 10 seconds there. It has to be focused. You have to turn the phone off. If the phone is on, you did not start Limud Torah yet. You're still up to Aleph Beis. Don't think, yeah, I can learn. I'm going to have it here. I'm going to learn. I'm going to look. I'm going to learn. No. You're up to Aleph Beis Gimel. Maybe you're not even Dalit yet. This first step is you got to be focused. Now, I can't do that. Could you do it for five minutes? Do it for five minutes. Then tomorrow you do it for six minutes. And the next day, seven minutes. While you're learning Torah, it's you and the Torah and that's it. No distraction. This is the number one responsibility of a Jew. Limud Torah be'amelut. Whatever you're able to learn. You're at a shiur, you have a chavruta, you have a gemara, you and the Torah, no other distraction. That is the number one thing. The first question we have to ask ourselves tonight is, why are we here? We're here because we have to think, what do I do at night? How do I spend my night? Tonight, King David has come to visit us. He's here. He's in Yeshiva Ohel Simcha. And he wants to know, what do you do at night? So we have to, we got to have a plan. And the plan is, Limud Torah without distraction. That's why we're here tonight. To map out, Ma Ya'aseh Balayla. So you say, I don't really feel good about this. This is not, this is not a very inspiring shir. When's the guy going to come tell stories? <laughs> well, we missed what? He came for the stories. You know, if you want to understand Hoshana Rabbah, you have to look in Tanakh. Does anybody know, is Hoshana Rabbah mentioned in the whole Tanakh? In Chumash? No. In Parshat Emor, where it talks about Sukkot, no mention of Hoshana Rabbah. Pinchas, when it talks about Karbanot, doesn't talk about Hoshana Rabbah. Does anybody know, there's one mention of Hoshana Rabbah in the whole Tanakh. In Sefer Chagai, remember Chagai? There's a prophet named Chagai. God comes to Chagai, and he says, you know, you guys, you remember the good old days. When the first temple stood, you know, the first temple was big stuff. You know what they had in the first temple? They had the Aron Kodesh, the Holy Ark. They had Shekhinah. They had Ruach HaKodesh. They had the Eish Menashamayim. They had Urim Tumim. And now they're building the second temple. You know, the second temple had no fire from heaven, had no Urim Tumim, had no Shekhinah, had no Ruach HaKodesh had no holy ark. And the old men who remember the first temple, they're saying to themselves, this is not a temple, this is not, what is this? This is nothing. 
God, come on. And God came to Chagai Hanavi in the seventh month. Anybody know what day? The 21st day of the month. It's the only mention of Hoshana Rabbah in the whole Tanakh. Did you know Kafachayim writes that on Hoshana Rabbah you need to read the second parak of Chagai that talks about what happened on Hoshana Rabbah in the times of the Second Temple? Uh, do they do it over here? I'm not familiar in any Beit that they do it. Kafachayim writes you need to read in Chagai what happened in, uh, on Hoshana Rabbah. So God comes to Chagai, and God says to Chagai, Godol yiyeh kavod habayit ha'acharon min harishon. Second temple, better than the first. Why? But I thought there was no Eish, no Aron, no Urim Tumim, no Shekhinah, no Ruch HaKodesh. God says to Chagai, Godol you know another example of this? Moshe Rabbeinu gets the Luchot. By the way, what's tonight's parsha? Mishnah Brura says, what do you read tonight? V'zot Habracha. How does V'zot Habracha end? Before the eyes of all of Israel. What happened before the eyes of all of Israel? Says Rashi. Moshe took the Luchot and he destroyed them. And what did God tell him? Chazaku Baruch. Yasher kochacha But Moshe broke the Torah. Yeah, but he broke the Torah. He got a better Torah. He got a better Torah. Did you know Luchot Shniot are better than the Luchot Rishonot? You see, Luchot Rishonot, on the Luchot it said, all the Torah Shabal you want to know how to take a, how to sit in sukkah, how to take lulav, how to wear tefillin? It said it on luchot rishonot. Moshe broke the luchot, and now we got second luchot. And now all it says is there's one God. Don't have another God. Keep Shabbat. What happened to the oral law? Huh, the oral law. Now you need to learn Gemara and be amel, be agea, and work hard to figure it out yourself. That's better. Why is it better? It's so much harder. Because if it comes easy, then it doesn't become part of you. Now that it's hard, now it gets into your blood. It's in your system. Here's the principle. The principle is, let's say we used to be friends. Let's say we used to be friends. But you, didn't, you made a wedding, you didn't invite me, and I'm all insulted. I, we were friends for 10 years. Remember, we used to go out for pizza every Friday. And then every Matzah Shabbat, we were best friends. And you didn't invite me to your wedding. And then you say, you know, Daniel, I'm really sorry. Do you forgive me? I say, I forgive you. The next week you call me up and you say, no, let's go out for pizza. I say, no. Yeah, but I thought, I thought you'd forgive me. I forgive you, but I don't like you anymore. I don't like you. What do you mean? But, but you said, Macholach, Macholach, Macholach. Yeah, Machol you. I don't have any hard feelings. I don't want you to get punished. But I don't like you. In this world, second time around is never as good as first time around. Did you know that? If you have a friend and then something happens and you make up, it will never be the same. 
But you know with God, it's just the opposite. With Ribono Shalolam, he has a midah, it's called Yashuv Yerachamenu. Tomer Devor explains, with God, when you sin against Him, and He's Mochel, you're closer with Him than had you never sinned to begin with. Says, says Ramoshe Cordovero, we should try to emulate Hashem, that if somebody sins against you, somebody hurts you, and asks you forgiveness, try to be better friends with Him the second time than you ever were. Where do we learn that from? HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Where do we ever see Hashem does this? You ready for this? In, uh, what's your nusach? Ahavat olam. Right? In the morning, what do you say? Ahavat olam ahavtanu Hashem lekeinu. Chemla. Gedola. Vitera. Chamalta aleinu. You ready for this? Says Vilna Gaon. Ahavat olam ahavtanu is God's relationship with Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Did God love Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov? Yeah. So why didn't God tell them here, here are Luchot. Why didn't God say, make a Mishkan? You know why? Because they never sinned against Him. So he, they, Hashem didn't love them so much. But we sinned against Him. So, Ahavat Olam Ahavtanu to the Avot. Chemla Gidola Vitera. We sinned against Him with the golden calf. So now God has more love for us. Because we sinned against him and he took us back. You hear this? This is a very important principle. Here, when I get up, it's good to, you know. <coughs> I'll give you advance warning. Says the Vilna Gaon, the way Hashem works is second chances are better than first time. To the Avot, God was only Ahavat Olam. But when we sinned against him with the Egel, Chemla Gidola Vitera, Chamalta The way Hashem works is the second chance is better than the first chance. The second Luchot were better than the first Luchot. And the second Beit HaMikdash was greater than the first. So you say, how? Ready for this? All the Gemara we have, all the Gezerot, Pat Akum. You're allowed to eat the bread of a, a Gentile? No. A Gentile personal baker? No. Wine of a Gentile? No. When, who made these Gezerot? Second Beit HaMikdash. Did you know that all the Dinei Darabanan were in the times of the Second Beit HaMikdash? Did you ever notice, how many times does Avraham Avinu make a miracle in the Chumash? None. How many people does Avraham bring back to life? Nobody. How many people does Yitzchak bring back to life? No. How many Akarot did Yaakov Inu say, Hey lady, have a kid. And you look in the pages of the Gemara, and the Gemara teaches us, every Amora could be Mechayim Eitim. Really? So why can Avraham Inu say, Sarah, hey get up. What are you sleeping so long? Get up already. 127 years is not enough. Every Amorah in the Gemara could be Mechayim Eitim. Every Amorah in the Gemara could say, Lady, have a kid. Every Amorah in the Gemara could make it rain. So then why did Elio have such a hard time? Says the Baal HaLeshem, in the time of Bayit Sheni, it was second chance. God gave more Torah during Bayit Sheni than Bayit Rishon. 
And therefore God gave more miracles to the Tzadikim and Bayit Shemi. Because the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu works, second chance is better than the first chance. So what's more powerful? Yom Kippur or your second chance on Hashanah Rabbah? So if you didn't do a good job on Yom Kippur, you say, oh, but this is, you know, I, I, I like to do things right the first time. You know, some people, they say, you know, if I didn't do it right the first time, I don't like taking makeups. I don't like makeup. No, you didn't do a good job Yom Kippur. Don't worry. Luchot Shniot, better than Luchot Rishonot. Bayit Sheni, better than Bayit Rishon. Maybe Hoshana Rabbah in a certain dimension, more powerful than Yom Kippur. Because God's Midah is Yashuv Yerachamenu. Says Tomar Devarah, if you have a Chaver, you used to be good friends with him, and he hurt you. And he asks for Mechila. So human nature is to say, I'm you. But, you know, you know, you stay over there, and I stay over here. Says the Tomer Devar, you should try to draw him closer to you than you ever were friends. Now, where else do we see this midah? You know, I don't think Sephardim do this, but you know, Ashkenazim have a very interesting custom. We take the arava, we bang it on the floor. You know, the more you pulverize the arava, the better the tshuva is. No, I'm just joking, right? But some of the people think they get it out of their system. You know what Ashkenazim do? We take the arava, we put it on top of the Aron Kodesh. You do that? I don't think Sephardim do that. I think you're not allowed to do that. The postkim say it's questionable whether you're allowed to do that. But Ashkenazim, we've been doing this for a thousand years. We take the Arava, we put it on the top of the Aron Kodesh. You know why? There are different kinds of Jews. Some Jews learn Torah and do mitzvot, etrog. Some Jews learn Torah, no mitzvot, lulav. Some Jews, mitzvot, no, and some Jews do nothing. Arava, no taste and no flavor. No taste and no smell. But there's a rule. B'makom shebalei tshuva omdim ein sadikim gemurim yecholim la'amod. Meaning, if I were to ask you, who's greater? Someone who never sinned or someone who sinned and did tshuva? So we would say, uh, maybe it's sadik amur. That's not how God works. God works. Luchot shniot are better than luchot rishonot. Bayit sheni is better than bayit rishon. And Baal Teshuvah is a higher Madrega than Sadiq Amor. So we take the Arava. He's nothing. He has no Torah. He has no mitzvot. But when he does Teshuvah and Hoshana Rabbah, we take him. The Makom, that the Esrog stays on the table. The Esrog is in the box. The Lulav is in the case. And the Arava goes on top of Aron Kodesh. That's Hoshana Rabbah. What you can't do on Yom Kippur, you could do on Hoshana Rabbah. Hoshana Rabbah brings you, possibly, a higher level than we ever reached. But in terms of what we focus on, what do we do in the nighttime? How do we spend our nights? The main question is, Asakta Batorah, do we spend our night learning Torah, 
without distraction to make a Kabbalah this evening. B'schut David HaMelech Ma'ahavti Toratecha Kalayom Hisichasi to try to dedicate ourselves a little bit more Balayla to Limo Torah will be Zochet to the great Brachot of Chatima Betoch Chatima Tova Lanu Chal Yisrael Amen.